Hello and welcome to Enfocus, coming to you this week from the Heroes Hideaway on the planet PNF-404. There's a lot to talk about this week because Nintendo decided, uh, checks notes yesterday, um, <laughs> that they were going to bring out a Nintendo Direct. So we we watched it uh, and we'll be covering that today. But first, how are you, my co-host Rosalie, as always? <laughs> Uh, I'm great. I'm just very tired. I'm very overwhelmed by all the all the gaming news. So much news. Uh, how are you? Uh, I, you know, up, ups and downs. I, if those of you who listened to the latest episodes of Game Podular Unfocused will have noticed, uh, I was sick. I still technically am, but with something else now. Uh, at least it isn't affecting my voice the way that was. Uh, but I'm, you know, getting over it mostly better. Uh, certainly healthy enough to record this show or <laughs> I, I, you wouldn't be hearing this right now, I guess. Yeah, we, wow. Not only is there Nintendo Direct, there was also a lot of other news. You're not wrong. It's, it's wild. Mm. I, it's partially because I actually started paying a lot more attention to it for the purpose of, you know, these podcasts. But also, I feel like the last, like, three months have had just, like, way more news than this time last year. Yeah. I I can't tell if it's, like, a situational thing where because I now have a full-time job where I write about games that I'm like, oh, there's more of it because, you know, I have to find it. Or if there actually is a lot of it. But it feels like this time it feels like there's just a lot of gaming things happening at once which is good and bad and fun it's all it's all emotions and all things <laughs> but but nintendo especially it's like like oh my there's a lot there's a lot they, they put their foot on the gas uh, like four <laughs> months ago and yeah. haven't taken it off like it it is weird because i think didn't we cover like the pokemon direct in the previous episode yeah and there's like and... <laughs> if you look up the release window there's like pokemon pokemon dlc came out yesterday yeah you've got super mario wonder coming out next month yeah you've got super mario rpg coming out the following month i think yeah detective pikachu returns it's is, like I think, if, also it's just October. like there's it's it's this constant and I'm like oh I keep forgetting I need to I actually need to make a spreadsheet of games to make sure I buy them and don't forget <laughs> which is such an old person gamer thing but hey gotta, gotta be if, done if there's anything I've learned from talking to my brother a lot recently is that spreadsheets are shockingly versatile yep. and very very useful <laughs> I hate them. I I sometimes have to do them, and I I never enjoy it. I'm not a math person. Uh, I guess that's part of the appeal of spreadsheets is that they do the math for you. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like like setting them up and stuff. You know. <laughs> I I I went to school for English. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. I went to school for music, which is like <laughs> a whole another useless thing. Mm. Well, anyway. there is at least math involved in music, you know, like keeping like meter and rhythm 
and stuff like that. I guess there's some some aspect of that in English if you're talking about poetry. Yeah. Uh, I will never, ever forget what iambic pentameter is, I think. It sure hasn't come up recently, but, you know. Anyway, given that we have a lot of news to talk about, I mm-hmm. feel like we should talk about <laughs> some news. Yay. All right, the uh, first thing we have on our list is uh, Gargoyles Remastered. Now, we did get a tra- an announcement trailer, I believe, for this, like, around this time last year. But mm-hmm. a couple of, I think last week, there was another trailer that came out that came with a release date. Uh, that release date being, oh, oh, good, October 19th. Another thing in October. <laughs> uh, it's going to be on the eShop for 15 bucks, And there's also a physical release being released by Limited Run Games, I believe. Yes, and it's uh, so pretty. I'm trying really hard not to buy it because the collector's edition is very expensive. But it's so cool. <laughs> I don't actually have a lot of experience with Gargoyles. I know it's one of those shows that a lot of people who watched it love it. And I've I've been seeing that you've been t- tweeting about it. Yes, I yeah. will continue to call it tweeting. Um, <laughs> that it definitely still holds up and stuff. Mm-hmm. The voice acting, the themes, the characters. Yeah, well, it's like it's Keith David predominantly who is Goliath and I mean he's like one of the best voice actors ever um yeah. and it's it's like um Ed Eisner isn't it you know who famously is known for being the old guy in uh Pixar's Up uh it's got loads of Star Trek voice actors so like the oh, yeah. bag the bad guy is Riker from Next Gen there's loads of Next Gen people that pop up um Jonathan Freaks Yes, yes. Um, uh, the guy who jo- is it, Jonathan? Be- the guy who voices Kyle Katan from the old Star Wars games. He's also in it. There's just lots of. It's just like, oh, Jim Cummings pops up. Um, bloody Gimli from Lord of the Rings pops up as a Scottish like assassin guy called Macbeth, which is like amazing. <laughs> um, it's just. Oh, it's just, I actually, like, I don't remember it being this good as a kid, but I don't actually remember how much of it I watched as a kid. Um, but yeah, it holds up. Uh, I'd rather, like, a reboot that, or, like, a new season or a live action or a movie than a remaster of a Mega Drive game. But hey, I will take all I can get. <laughs> um, there's also a Gargoyles graphic novel that's recently started, too. So oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and it's really good um so hey, hey if this remaster does well uh, say, who knows? yeah that's one and it is worth noting that this remaster they completely revamped the art style to really match the visual style of the cartoon yeah uh, like all the character models they're they look drawn like the way they were in the show as opposed to the pixel art style of the mega drive version yeah, which is cool because there's like a the collector's edition comes with a figure of Goliath and he's actually painted in that same style, 
which I thought Ooh. was quite like a nice touch. You can buy that separately too. Um, you can tell I'm debating what to do because <laughs> I really want a figure <laughs> of Goliath. Anything nineties uh, and nostalgic and Disney, I am I am on it. Uh, but yeah, the whole season is also on Disney Plus, um, and I'm just going to mention that because the creator said that if people binged it then hopefully they'll get a reboot of some sort. So, you know, if you need the source material to go with the game, it's all there. Um, and it's actually, like, it's not compressed and made all widescreen. It's actually the original resolution. So, yeah, go go watch it. Uh, and I, I will be buying this, like, day one, probably the physical copy as well, if not the fancy one. Because it's just cool. Gargoyles is just cool. Nice. Uh... Next, from my neck of the woods, <laughs> uh, the Von Hoch Museum Ooh. in Amsterdam is uh, doing a collaboration with Pokemon. There was a little short trailer of some Pokemon, including Pikachu, obviously, walking through like a field of sunflowers, and it slowly, like near the end, transitioned into Starry Night, which is my literal favorite painting of all time. Uh, I bought the Lego set of Starry Night, even. Oh, cool. And yeah, it, that's starting on the 28th of September. We don't actually know anything more than that the last I looked. But hey, uh, that is very cool, and it might get some butts in seats, you know? Yeah. Get people who weren't previously interested in visiting the Von Hoch Museum. Um, interested in visiting that because Van Gogh's story is I mean it's very famous there was a very good movie uh, Loving Vincent Mm -hmm. animated in his art style that was about him and (laughs) less relevant to real life but the the Doctor Who episode with Van Gogh I was actually going to bring that up because that is like one of the best episodes of Doctor Who yeah it (laughs) breaks my heart every time yeah my my mum is a huge fan of of his work because she did like an art history degree and she literally is also a doctor who fan and she went to the museum and there's literally a picture of her like crying because she got to see the paintings in person for the first time so i always thought that was really cool so i might um alert her of this because it's like a collab of both of both of our worlds <laughs> um but no it's a great idea it's like it's might get kids interested in like fine art which is like really nice and lovely so yeah next we saw that some new games have been added to the nintendo switch online uh bonus games service whatchamacallit not Mm. the expansion pass this is for base online because they're from game boy super nintendo and nes uh said be games being quest for camelot based on the movie uh kirby's star stacker which is it bubble bobble it's literally just bubble bobble right (laughs) i think so yeah but with kirby uh, Joy Mech Fight from the <laughs> NES, which is a fighting game. Where is that? Where Sukapon is from? I, I only know Sukapon from Smash Bros. as like an assist trophy. Oh, maybe the, the like pink slimy thing with all the segments. Yeah. And oh, this one's a mouthful. Um, downtown. 
Neketsu March Super Awesome Field Day, also <laughs> from the NES. Uh, this one is actually quite interesting because until it was released on its own in 2020 for the Switch eShop, um, it had not come out outside of Japan. So it it being on Switch with this and the previous release in 2020 is the first time that people outside of Japan can play it without spending exorbitant amounts on shipping. Which I like, because this is what the... the um nintendo switch library should be for <laughs> so it's yeah. a good sign yeah and uh did, did you have the chance to play any of them i know you you said you were tr- gonna try no i got distracted with the game that i'm gonna be talking about later um but i need to although it just occurred to me that when i finally like load up all these stores this is going to be an influx of new games which hey is a great thing uh no i really want to check out quest for camelot because i remember the movie i remember the movie being quite bad but i find it really interesting that a licensed movie game has popped up because it's not something i'd expect on these libraries it should because a lot of like games from our childhoods that were really good were licensed games um but yeah and it's apparently it's like a zelda it's like an okay zelda clone that's what it looked like based on the little clip in the video I watched. Yeah, so I think that's that's a priority. Um, I might get distracted with uh, Pokemon Stadium 2. Um, but no, I'm going to try <laughs> and make sure I play these. I always like try and like, play a bit of everything that gets added. Although normally it's ones that I've played to death as a kid. So it's like it'll be like in little short bursts. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited to... Especially when it's something that has only been recently localized. So... Yeah, fun times ahead. Yeah, uh, and there were fun times uh, earlier today uh, when <laughs> Nintendo broadcast 40 minutes of, I don't know, I didn't count. These are bullet points, not numbers, <laughs> but uh, like 30 trailers. Yeah, it was a uh, lot. <laughs> I Fun fact about me, uh, this is the first nintendo direct i have ever watched live oh really Um, i i did watch a previous one like part of it i came in like halfway through but this one i like sat down to watch it live all the way through and take notes for the podcast which as i discovered as i was doing it was harder than i thought it would be because some (laughs) of these trailers are very short uh that's like the full journalist experience right there yeah, I do not envy the journalists <laughs> who like have to write the little short article while yeah. the direct is going on that then goes up on social media to say like Nintendo has announced something or other, you know? That Yeah. That is the kind of journalism that takes a lot of skill. Yep. Which is a skill that I do not have, you know? I'm not a very <laughs> fast writer. I, I I like to think I'm a pretty good writer, but most of that comes from the fact that I take a long time to do it because I'm very particular about word choice. And that is just not a thing you can afford to do when the article needs to be finished in the next two minutes because yep. then you need to write another one. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I tip my cap to you, better journalists than me. <laughs> Is, is I guess what I'm saying. It's not like a, a better journalist. It's just a, it's a different set of 
skills. Uh, it's that's the, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I consider myself more of a critic than a journalist. There you go. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't have to do those kind of things. I might, but on a different realm of, you know, because I do like hardware and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've seen news teams do it in action, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, so shout out to this guy. Anyway, uh, the Nintendo Direct started in a very strange way mm. because I know uh, did you didn't see this part, right? No, I was I was working, uh, so uh, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so the like first trailer that they showed, it looked like near Automata. It was like very pale white, kind of glowing everything was glowing everything was very Mm -hmm. desaturated and then panning over the environments and then you see a splatoon character from the back and i'm like what what in god's name is this what what is this like a crossover with near automata that splatoon is doing i confess maybe i missed something i don't think it is i think it's just heavily inspired by the visual style so what it is, is that the last Splatfest of Splatoon 2 was Chaos versus Order. And the outcome of that affects the plot and the setting of Splatoon 3. So to my recollection, Chaos 1 and theming around that was like all the, the white and the like that. Because there's like t-shirts and things they released with that kind of like style on it. And so it's meant to be like based off of that, which was all like near autumnal kind of setting looking. I could be wrong, but that was like that's like that was like their plan, and it it, it yeah, it's like a whole thing. Because <laughs> the character also has a little like robot that's flying next to them, like mm. you do in near Automata. And well, maybe it's so... both, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I believe the final part of the Splatoon 3 expansion pass. It is an explicitly single player, uh, experience. They, they, Mm -hmm. they said in the presentation that like, we've designed it to be a single player experience that you can replay whenever you want. Yeah. It's like the three's equivalent of the, um, Octo expansion from two. I believe you. I, I I don't know. I you you would know that better than I would. Yeah, yeah. So like the second game had like there's like a built in deal there's like a built in single player thing in the game and then there was the Octo expansion, which was like is like the best thing of any Splatoon game and it's amazing and really fun. And so this is like them doing that again. So they're like when you place three for the first time you can play there's already a single player experience which is really really good um like and it's it's amazing and so this is like another one which, mm. which but yeah um i'm i'm a i've fallen off splatoon 3 a little bit because i've said this time and time again i can only do one live service game at a time <laughs> um but uh no i will be buying this um and then i'll probably get obsessed with splatoon again um but yeah, I I do feel like I do feel like Splatoon's been forgotten about a bit because three the marketing for three feels like a bit messy to me. Um, but no, I'm interested in checking it out. 
it looks so strange. It's just like not what I expected <laughs> from Splatoon at all as as a complete outsider to the franchise. You know, I I've seen like little clips and trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just like, you know, it's colorful and, and you're a kid, you're a squid. And there's just like fun bands that we got amiibos from, as we discussed on the last episode. Yeah, I need, and then I need, there's this like dystopian sci-fi I need thing. to send you the Splatoon lore because it's not cute and cartoony. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> just to get your reaction. Maybe that could be an episode where I like read out and get your reaction because that would be really funny. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things going on in Splatoon that are very bizarre. But in a very fabulous way. <laughs> Next was an announcement of a Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake mm. uh, coming out February 16th of 2024 with local co op. Uh, we're going to be saying the phrase with local co op a couple times mm. today, which I am thrilled about. I love local co op. Uh, it is apparently somewhat tricky to implement sometimes. We are a Nintendo podcast, so I'm going to keep this very short. It is a little unfortunate that like, the reason Baldur's Gate 3 hasn't come out on Xbox yet is Larian can't figure out how to make the split-screen co-op work on the Xbox Series S because it's not yep. powerful enough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Nintendo has not nearly as many cross-platform releases so they don't have to worry about that as much uh did you play mario versus donkey kong at all i did on the game boy advance i really enjoyed it i think i played one on there was was there a 3ds one i think so i, I think i played a, a bit um but it, it was, wasn't oh no I, there was a game boy i remember the game boy one because it might have been a part of the ambassador program on the cdas where if you bought it early you got some game boy advance games that weren't on the virtual store um so i think i have played that one uh but i've not completed it and you know it was one of those things where i played it for a bit and then moved on to something else um yeah it's just not it's not i like puzzly things i like donkey kong games but i like like donkey kong country or mm. 64. It's just not really on my radar as much. The the one thing that I do remember about Mario vs. Donkey Kong is like because it is more of a puzzle game than a platforming game, the movement is a lot slower and feels a little for lack of a better word, like sticky. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you're used to just like Mario platformers, that would not be a good experience. <laughs> uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the art style. I remember thinking back in the day, like, wow, I didn't know Game Boy Advance games could look this good. You know, the the, the sprites were all very detailed in mm-hmm. a very, like, Donkey Kong Country kind of way, actually. It felt like they did the 3D models turned into 2D sprites thing that they did with Donkey Kong Country. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Uh, I'll probably buy it unless <laughs> a lot of other games come out around February like they are right now. Uh, <laughs> next, Prince of Persia The Lost Crown. It's a new 2D side-scrolling game where you play as 
I forgot to write down the character's name. Uh, <laughs> not the Prince of Persia. You are, in fact, saving the Prince of Persia. And it seems to be some sort of Metroidvania, by the way they described it. You're, like, collecting abilities, equipping talismans, and getting more options that way. Yeah, I like that it it's more closer to the roots of being, like, a side-scrolling game. Because there was a lot yeah. of... 3D Pins of Persia's for a while. <laughs> uh, next is Horizon Chase 2. Uh, today I learned there is a Horizon Chase 1. Um, it, it's an arcade racer that's available now, actually. It was the first of the games that was uh, announced to be releasing right after the presentation. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it looks a bit janky, and that's kind of par for the course for arcade racers, but mm. they showed uh, split-screen co-op, four-player split-screen co-op, and the frame rate and the models looked a bit crushed. Yeah. Which, in, in like, an announcement trailer is not really the best thing you should be doing. Are do you care about this at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't I don't even think No, I do like arcade racers. I like Outrun, like they re, and Super Hang On, but like this I don't even I didn't even I had to just quickly double check what you were talking about and I'm like, "Nah. <laughs> Not for me." Uh I do believe you are a recent convert to the rhythm game genre with oh, uh, no, theater rhythm. I've been playing rhythm games since Parappa was the Rapper. Sylvie. I did listen to you. There was an episode of Focus where you were talking about the Kingdom Hearts one, I believe. Oh, Melody of... Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy. One of those two. No, I've been, I, I am a diehard music rhythm um, fan. Well, it doesn't mean I'm good at them. I will <laughs> say that. Um, but no, I love them. Um, then you should be happy about Super Crazy Rhythm Castle, which <laughs> I'm realizing now I literally just wrote down the name for it because the next trailer was already starting. Um, <laughs> there, it's it's uh, If memory serves, there was a... It, it's sort of a fantasy theme. I mean, it's in a castle. Uh, there's <laughs> like puzzles you solve with rhythm gameplay where you're like pressing buttons to the beat and stuff it looked kind of interesting uh yeah. which as someone who has n rarely played rhythm games i don't know if i've ever seen that before like rhythm puzzles puzzle solving yeah um there's been a lot of innovations in uh, music rhythm games lately which is really exciting uh but yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna pick this up. I I, I play some weird music rhythm games, um, so there's an you know. especially weird one coming up later in this presentation. <laughs> um, so yeah, I also thought it had a little bit of like I was kind of at first I thought it was like a Mario Party music rhythm game, and I got really excited. Um, but it does have that kind of like top down kind of board game kind of look to it as well and the character is really cute so i will probably be picking this up because yeah i like i like my music rhythm games and it if 
if it has a release date that's soon, I I don't know. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this presentation was surprisingly stressful. <laughs> it's okay. There really there really was a lot in this. <laughs> but what doesn't look very stressful is our next game, Spy Family. The X is usually silent, I believe. It is, yeah. Uh, Spy Family Operation Memories. Uh, we don't have a release date other than 2024, but I confess, I know this show is very popular, and I know it's very good. I haven't watched it. So um, what is the name of the small girl character? It's Anya. So you play as Anya, yep. who has to put together a like photo journal, mm-hmm. and you go around interacting with the characters, and there seems to be some sort of like mini games you can do. Honestly, we didn't see a lot of gameplay, but it looks extremely cute, which yeah. is, I'm given to understand, par for the course for this IP yes well it's like a it's it's mainly cute and it has lots of like cool spy action bits in it um none of which showed up in this trailer for the record no um solely the cute stuff but anya is like the best character so you know having a game based around her cute antics is like you can't go wrong with that um i do do recommend checking out so far there's only one series it's not that long and it's probably i would put up as one of if not the second best anime series of the year because i think it came out this year um it's just wonderful um and i don't think you would need to watch it to play the game although i imagine a lot of the the pull of the game is being oh I'm in their house and I'm in their little world so yeah I probably would watch it it's on Crunchyroll there's a wee shout out um, but yeah no I'll pick this up this looks really cute it does next we have uh, more information on the Super Mario RPG remake um, some new features added to the remake the um, action command is what they called it you like press the button just in time to get like extra damage or block you saw this in paper mario super mario rpg Mm -hmm. sea of stars little teaser for later um, (laughs) yep etc i do believe based on the presentation that that is new to this game Uh, and doing these button commands correctly uh fills up a gauge slowly that once it hits 100% you can do a big triple move with all three of the characters in your party and the move changes depending on who's in your party and it does different things and you can uh, refight powered up versions of bosses after you finish the game as a new feature as well that's it Uh, I'm looks still looks like a great game i'm still probably gonna buy it i feel like this is also one that's coming out in like the next two months right that was november i think we said yeah it's really soon <laughs> yeah um i, I look like oh there's too much to play right now 
I'm already in midway through three RPGs and this is just going to be another one. I'm going to forget the plots and get them confused. And But hey, it's, you know, more video games the better. But yeah, this still looks amazing. Um, it's just, uh, actually seeing more of the like environments and things, it's just, it looks really, really pretty. I think I'm still always going to find the way Mario's a bit squished, um, a bit weird. Um, but oh, it looks so pretty. It does. Another game that looks really pretty. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't thought about this franchise in a long time. Uh, it's another Code 2 Memories and its sequel uh, remade for the Switch in a collection they have called, I love this name, Another Code Recollections. <laughs> uh, I I actually like when the trailer started and we saw the main character for the first time, I was like, a neuron fired in like a dusty part of my brain that hasn't been accessed in about like a decade. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, what is this? And then they said the name and I'm like, wow, I haven't thought about this in ages. But yeah, yeah. they're coming to Switch. Because the January 19th. The character I like associate with like the launch of the DS. Um, it was an was, like, early one, yeah. Yeah, she was like all over. Like I, I'm pretty sure I haven't. I had an official Nintendo magazine where she was like on the cover um, for the DS. Um, but I, I, I think I only played the demo. Like you know, like the in-store demo that would be like set up. I, I don't think I ever actually played the full game. So um, I am very hyped to be able to finally give it a go i don't i think i don't think it's one of those ones where it's like the original copies are really expensive i think it's still not too bad but full-on remakes like this are never a bad thing so bring it on and the sequel was for the wii if memory serves ah Uh, i forgot to write down the name of the sequel uh, but yeah, they're both included in the uh, recollections package. It, oh, the, the art style, I love this specific kind of anime art style. It reminds me a lot of like, we've seen it more recently in, I forget the name of the director, but uh, Your Name and Suzume. Oh, yes. I know what you mean. I also can't remember the name of the director. The like sort of softer anime style with like really vibrant colors and stuff i I love it uh another thing that has very vibrant colors god (laughs) i almost said violent um (laughs) is princess peach showtime i don't know if we knew the name before today did we no the previous the first time we announced it they just said like a um work in progress princess peach game what's this princess peach is getting her own video game (laughs) Uh, again but yeah it's princess peach showtime she goes to see a theater show that she gets a mysterious invitation for uh the theater gets taken over by a villain whose name includes the word grape (laughs) Uh, and the group is called, I believe, the Sour Bunch. Princess Peach, together with the guardian of the theater, uh, gets special like ribbon powers to transform into different 
Princess Peaches, including Sword Fighter, uh, Detective. Oh, I'm going to nail this in one go. Uh, <laughs> Patissière, Peach, oh. and Kung Fu Peach. Yeah, I took like seven <laughs> years of French. Uh, and that was not that's not even all the peaches those are just the ones they revealed they all come with an outfit and seemingly a different like play style as well which i thought was very cool the sword fighter peach reminded me a lot of a game that actually just came out like two weeks ago on guard oh yeah on guard the like swashbuckler game it reminded me of an anime called princess revolutionary utena um ah yes yeah who has a cool sword and also because it had magical girl vibes um mm. which i mean peach is a magical girl so <laughs> this looks very cool uh, like i can't decide if this looks unfocused or just has a lot of variety i guess i guess we'll see when it comes out because each of the transformations does seem to have a very distinct gameplay style. Yeah, I kind of like that they've cha- they've um, gone in this direction too. Because as much as I absolutely love Super Princess Peach on the DS, it was a bit weird that like, hey, the female character's powers are her emotions. It's like, ooh, that hasn't really aged well. So you know, a tying her abilities now to cool costumes that's like that's like a mario staple like you know mario the tanuki suit and the, all sorts so it's very cool and refreshing and like hey this could be like one of the best like mario games because i actually think super princess peach was like the better mario game on the ds so this could be like top tier either way it looks really really cute um it does I'm really hoping Daisy makes a cameo or something as well. <laughs> I'm really glad that it doesn't look like a straightforward platformer in the way that like new Super Mario Bros did, yeah. you know. I like that they there is definitely a unique element of this is distinct from Mario. It's not just Mario mm-hmm. with a different character model. Yeah, kind of like what they did for Luigi where it was like yeah. We're not just going to make Mario, but Luigi, He's this is going to be its own thing and it's going to play in its own certain way. And also it's kind of like Luigi had man- spooky mansions and Peach has like the theater and things. So it's like, oh, she's got her own thing now. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Th- this looks really cool. And it's coming out March 22nd of next year. Yeah. Uh, next, speaking of RPGs, uh, was Saga Emerald Beyond. I am only vaguely aware of this franchise, Saga, S, uh, capital S-A, capital G-A. Um, there's six heroes, technically seven, but two of them are on the same team that you play as, that you can choose between, and they each have their own stories, and the stories overlap, and... Uh, it's coming out sometime in 2024. I confess, this is around the time when the trailers really started speeding up, and I couldn't <laughs> take nearly as many notes anymore. Uh, so I don't actually have a lot to say about Saga Emerald Beyond. That's fine. 
I, I don't... I, the logo I always remember, but I never actually like played any of these, so this is like totally new to me as well. Uh, then... A blast from the past. Speaking of 90s nostalgia earlier. Um, mm. Tomb Raider 1 to 3 Remastered. Uh, coming to Switch with all the expansions and the secret levels. With a fully, like... It is a remaster, not a remake. So I imagine it'll still play mostly the same. But they've, mm -hmm. like, fully redone the textures and updated some of the models. But you can switch back to the original poly polygonal style whenever you want. I... 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 My experience with Tomb Raider is basically only the, like the reboot one from square enix oh really i never played the originals i, I tell a lot wow. i played like the good old games version of the first one and hated the controls yeah they are they are of their time <laughs> no i i grew up i grew up in tomb raider so again that doesn't mean i'm good at them <laughs> <laughs> so this is one you're gonna pick up to like see it with a fresh coat of paint 100% although this isn't the first so there was actually a remake of the first Tomb Raider on, on the PS2 that got ported to other things which I also own um, so and I also go back and regularly play 1 and 2 quite a lot but yes I'm picking this up I probably won't pick it up on the Switch because um, it's coming out on everything and to not play Tomb Raider on the PlayStation feels like blasphemous. So <laughs> um, yeah. I will be picking it up on the PlayStation, but yeah, I'm really excited. Um, one of my good friends, Daryl, actually like wrote and released uh, an unofficial Tomb Raider like uh, book. So I, I, yeah, it was just Tomb Raider just means a lot to me. I've played not all of them, but most of them. But yeah. And when you say Tomb Raider book, do you mean like a book about Tomb Raider or? Oh yeah, like fiction? a yeah, like about the, the like the development and the history of the franchise and everything. Um, oh wow, that's very cool. Yeah. So, oh, so it's fan fiction, by the way. Before it is. Anyone yeah. <laughs> gets gets on my case. Um, and I've I've cosplayed Lara Croft a few times. Not the original one. I cosplayed the the reboot one. Um. Oh, and I actually met one of the writers of the fact no i've met i've met both writers for the reboots i've met rihanna pratchett and gail simone and she signed some of my reboot lara croft comics i just really like tomb raider <laughs> um, yeah. i was yeah ps1 era is like one of my favorite eras in gaming and i know this is a nintendo podcast but yeah this is this is cool it's also it's also cool to see Tomb Raider on a Nintendo console because as a kid that would like blow my mind although there was a Game Boy Color game but it was rubbish um, <laughs> but yes I am picking this up I'm secretly hoping to be a Lara Croft amiibo because that would be like the funniest thing ever but um, oh. yeah I'm picking this up and the first thing I'm doing is playing Tomb Raider 2 and locking Winston in the freezer which is canonical um, but yeah I'm hyped this is probably <laughs> my most This is if you can't tell this is like one of my most like things i was excited for in this direct um but yeah <laughs> i could ramble on about tomb raider for ages so i will stop now uh hey maybe when it comes out we'll uh although you're not oh, gonna yeah. get on switch i guess no well, i can still talk about uh, it next we had more information on detective pikachu returns uh 
it showed more of the gameplay, you know, talking to people, investigating leads, you know, being a detective. Um, Tim, Tom, Tim. Tim talks to people. Pikachu talks to Pokemon. Pikachu can also get a couple of Pokemon to help you with their abilities to look for more clues. Uh, Darmanitan, you can ride a Darmanitan, the like ice one, not the original fire one. Mm -hmm. uh, to smash boulders. Luxray has X-ray vision. And there is a third one that I did not write down <laughs> because, oh my God, it was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so many things were happening yeah still gonna buy this super excited for it uh now we know on to the next one hey rosalie uh yep. out, out of random question i don't know if we talked about this before uh, are you a fan of rhythm games at all oh maybe yeah <laughs> why was there another music rhythm game in this direct yeah yeah it's called a trombone champ <laughs> a game that has made the rounds on the old internet. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it looks so goofy. A friend of mine has played it. It's apparently very fun, and it's coming to Switch with two interesting control schemes. Uh, the first is you use the Joy-Con's gyroscope controls to like move it up and down to uh, like hit the notes on the horizontally scrolling tabs i guess and the other one looks even more convoluted you use the joy cons ir camera infrared to move your hand you point the joy con at your hand and you move your hand up and down to hit the notes that looks wild <laughs> wow i'm so glad that they got to implement something like that because honestly like I, I haven't played Trombone Champ, but I genuinely, like, don't actually... So I don't know how it actually controls. Yeah. I I, I wanted to give it a go, but I, w I had a feeling that it was going to find its way on the Switch. And I'm like, yes, the perfect party game has arrived. <laughs> uh, if uh, those of you who listened to the previous episode where we talked about video game vinyl soundtracks and such mm. was that that was two episodes ago oh god <laughs> i don't remember the one where we talked about video game vinyls and uh specifically the ace attorney music mm -hmm. a little bit uh i saw a clip of the godot's theme yep played in trombone champ and it's just a why a weird bit of like cognitive dissonance <laughs> well they have the opportunity to put lots of like nintendo music on this version which i would gladly pay money for dlc for that <laughs> oh that would be so cool yeah okay they'd be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't put like ruby and sapphire like pokemon ruby and sapphire music because that was basically like 70 percent trombones anyway Gardu's Valley from Ocarina of Time would be a good one as well. Ooh. Yeah. The battle music from um, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Yeah. It's also got a little bit of a brass instruments thing going on. Uh, if you're listening, Nintendo, uh, my freelancing rates <laughs> for these ideas are 
Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, this looks so goofy. And I'm so glad, like you said, that they've implemented this this way. Uh, this also, next one also looks like kind of a party game. Uh, Battle Crush. It's, I don't know, it <laughs> it feels like a bunch of like things that are kind of popular right now shoved together in a way that isn't especially impressive to me. Okay, come with me on this journey. It's team-based MOBA-ish Battle Royale mm-hmm. with characters inspired by real-world mythology. It's League of Fort Smite. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, I, I thought Valorant. it was a, I thought it was a MOBA, and then my brain like went, uh, <laughs> just powered down. Because <laughs> it is isometric in the way that like League of Legends and Dota 2 are. Yeah. It's free to play because, of course it is. Um, that is how those games have to make money. Uh, it's coming out in the spring with a closed beta coming out in, oh boy, October. <laughs> yeah. I... Okay, I, I try not to be too negative on this, but like, I I don't see Battle Crush lasting super long, to be honest. Mm, I think no. it's too derivative. All right, next is War Tales. What the heck was War Tales? Um, it was a like a tactics game, I think. Where, yeah, it was some sort of tactics game. Uh, this was really the part of the the show where the trailers got to like the speed where I was just game name release date because by that time the next trailer had probably already started. Uh, worth yeah. noting, this is a timed console exclusive for the Switch, so it is coming out to other platforms later, but on the Switch first. This is the one that looked a bit Baldur's Gate three ish. So it might, might, because Baldur's Gate 3 is not going to come to the Switch, so it might be good for people to play that want to kind of like, that don't have a PC or other consoles to enjoy that type of gameplay. Um, but yeah, th- this one just looked a bit meh for me, but it might be, might be good for someone. Next, on the other side of the speed spectrum from a fantasy tactics game, a what they described on the show as a reimagining of Contra uh, by Way Forward. It's called Operation Galuga, and it's coming out <laughs> early next year with yeah. local co-op. <laughs> I'm very bad at Contra. Have you Same. played them at all? Uh, bits of them. There's so many of them. I get so confused. I swear there's been a million different like reboots and remakes of these things. But no, I'm really bad. Uh, I die really quickly. Um, there's just like a lot on the screen going on at once and my brain's like, uh, <laughs> it can't keep up. Um, I believe Contra 4 was also way forward, right? On the DS? Or 3DS? One of those two? Oh, maybe. They They do have like a history of doing like getting licenses for doing other games i'm pretty sure but yeah i feel like since contra 4 there's been at least three contra games 
at least two of which were probably like remakes. Mm-hmm. Contra is a is one of those series where it's just like it is quite old because the first one was on just the NES. And it is isn't that the literal game that the Konami code is from? Was it Contra? I think so, because that was the one where you used it to get a whole bunch more lives. Up, up, down, down, left, right, start. It would give you like 37 lives instead of like three. Yeah, yeah. So I just had to quickly look it up. Um, yes, it was Contra. Ah, I don't know what I thought it was, but it's been used in so many things ever since that I'm like... I, I didn't remember what its original association was, but yeah, you were right. So yeah, uh, I mean, it looks like more Contra for fans of Contra, uh, <laughs> which by the sounds of it, neither of us are because we're very no. bad at it. <laughs> but that's an us problem. <laughs> um, so, Rosalie, on, mm-hmm. I think... No, I don't think this was even on an episode. I think this was like we were talking before we recorded once about uh, you, you've you been known to enjoy a Vanillaware game or two. Ooh. Yes. And there's a new one coming out I called know. Unicorn Overlord. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, yeah, Vanillaware is my favorite game studio. Um and every game of theirs is like one of my favorite games of all time and i did not see this coming i didn't know they were or i assumed they were working on something new um and i'm just very excited i this is a day one purchase this is a i'm gonna get whatever stupid collector's edition variant comes out um and if you're new to vanilla games they're they have this kind of like storybook beautiful art style it's the same artist right it's just amazing the the soundtracks are always yeah the soundtracks are always phenomenal um every game is like its own like own world own thing they're not linked or anything but there's like a consistent a consistent beautiful engaging gameplay that you can expect from anything release there is also the you know the thing of sometimes they have questionable fan service elements but yeah you know (laughs) sometimes that happens with some game studios from japan but they're still amazing and this just looks this looks like fire emblem vanillaware and i'm just like yes i will have this i will have all of this um i'm yeah i'm really excited i again i might not get it on the switch if it's on other things um just because although you know i might buy it for the switch and something else um because i have dragon's crown on multiple (laughs) systems so Mm. um that won't stop me but yeah this is my favorite like announcement from this direct um and if you haven't played a vanillaware game before 13 sentinels is on the switch and it is amazing it's more of like a visual novel with some tactical stuff in between but I highly recommend it. I recommend any game uh, from the studio, basically. My only real experience with Vanillaware is I played a bunch of Odin Sphere, the, yeah. the re-release on Vita. Mm-hmm. 
I, I played a bunch of that one. And actually, like, when the trailer started, I was like, hey, I recognize this art style. <laughs> and then I don't know what came first between Atlas and Vanillaware present or just the shot of the big meal. Because <laughs> in at least Odin Sphere, cooking meals is a big thing as well for, like, boosting stats and stuff. And assume yeah. like, what whichever one of those two came first, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a Vanillaware <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah vanillaware are like studio ghibli where they're very good at like drawing and animating food that always looks really amazing but yeah i mean whenever that atlas logo comes up you're usually in for a good time too anyway but oh i'm hype i'm very hype if that wasn't <laughs> if that wasn't understood <laughs> and uh you said you were picking it up on day one that day is march 8th uh mm. of next year that's like reasonably that's like what six months no eight mm -hmm. no seven doesn't matter <laughs> uh yes uh it looks gorgeous i'm not like you said it, it looks kind of fire emblem me which is not something i'm personally a big fan of but mm -hmm. i mean Vanillaware does have a long history of just absolutely knocking it out of the park. Yep. And this looks extremely exciting. Next is Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. It has a release date now. It's summer? Why is it <laughs> summer? Why yeah, would you not release it in October? Yeah, that seems like a missed opportunity. It's probably not finished. <laughs> I mean, like, October of next year. Like, obviously, uh, they didn't want to... They, they've crowded October of this year enough. I uh, think... I like, think if they're going to do... it, It's releasing summer of 2024. Why not just do October? Maybe they want to avoid a similar situation as this year. Yeah. They might have another big thing happening towards the end of next year. Maybe. Which then they could have just kept it for that, but um, yeah, it's still good. It's coming though. It's not my favorite from the Mansion games, but because um, this was also on 3DS originally, right? Yeah, it was weird over here or in Europe. It was called Dark Moon, and in America, I think it was still just called Luigi's Mansion Two. <laughs> um. This, it's good. It's a very good game. But this is when they they got rid of like the unique ghosts that had like cool designs, and they kind of all looked uniform and the same. And mm. that kind of took out a lot of the kind of appeal of Luigi's Mansion for me, which is why the first one is still always my favorite one. Um, but it's still fun, and yeah, I mean, more Luigi is always a good thing, as long as it's not like going to be like a full. If it's going to be a 50 pounds though mm, um not too sure about that but it, it is coming with multiplayer i don't i i'm fairly confident that it that multiplayer is both online and co-op mm -hmm. uh where there's special like multiplayer challenge missions you can do i don't know if those were in the original but uh i only remember the multiplayer from three actually maybe i just had no friends when the 3ds came out <laughs> Random aside, 
Mm-hmm. Aren't we coming up on like the 10 year anniversary of the year of Luigi? I feel like that oh. was like 2014, right? That was that was a weird time in the Nintendo timeline. I I went to a video game convention, very short story, apologies. Uh I went to a very a video game convention here in the Netherlands around the time of the year of Luigi and like we went to the Nintendo booth. Uh, I think that was the year that they were demoing the Wii U <laughs> to give you an impression of how long ago this was. And I got like a little Luigi hat keychain that has long since disintegrated. <laughs> but yeah. Remember the year of Louis- That was a weird time. Sorry. <laughs> so like 2007? Eight? No, no, no. It, it was in the 2010s somewhere. Oh, okay. Was this because they see... Oh, would you say the Wii U or the Wii demoing? The Wii U. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way later. Yeah, yeah. Quite intense. Sounds about right. Yeah. That would have been like 2013 or 2014, given where I was geographically at the time. Geo- <laughs> geographically? Good Lord. Geographically. <laughs> But yeah, hey, maybe that's why it's coming in 2014. <laughs> the year of Luigi 2, he's back and better than ever. And the Switch 2 will just be green with a big white L on it. <laughs> uh, if that console doesn't do very well, continuing the bit here, then the like Nintendo takes an L with its new console. <laughs> headline, headlines Aww. write themselves. That's that, that yeah. That's a CEO gold mine right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what should hopefully be a big W for Nintendo is a previously announced more information on what is now being referred to as the Nintendo Museum in Uji City. Uh, it's still being worked on. Uh, they have now announced it's called the Nintendo Museum, and they're hoping that it's going to be finished by march of 2024 it's gonna have exhibits about the history of the company and stuff like that sounds interesting i'm not going to japan anytime soon but (laughs) it it is good to have like a a nice brick and mortar thing with like physical displays Mm -hmm. there's a there was a video game exhibit at a local like media museum a couple months ago i say a couple months ago that was like a year ago at this point um that had like a whole bunch of old consoles you could play on like an original pong machine and a virtual boy and like steel battalion controller the size of my desk and if the nintendo museum has a bunch of like interactive stuff as well i think that would be very 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 cool oh it must have it's also kind of cool because um Although I haven't been myself, there is like a, there's some Nintendo exhibits in the Nintendo shop in New York. Um, Mm. So this kind of feels inevitable. Um, But I've only seen all the cool things on display from like family members taking photos for me. (laughs) Um, Mm. So it'd be cool. Like, yeah, I, I imagine I won't go to this because, you know, it's not really easy and cheap to get to Japan. Um... But I do have a friend in Japan right now who says 
she's going to try and get to it. So maybe I'll have some insights um, about it when it opens up. Um, but yeah, it sounds cool. It sounds just obvious that this would be a thing that would exist at some point. Um, especially I'm honestly it, genuinely surprised it didn't yet. Yeah, um, I think the original Nintendo headquarters, because before they were a gaming company, is like a hotel and they also have like exhibits like on display or like special items like like the original like playing cards they used to sell and things so there's 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 these things dotted about wherever you go so it makes sense they'll have it all in one place yeah uh no i don't have a good segue for this um (laughs) there's uh some amiibo announcements uh we already knew about the zelda and ganondorf ones Mm mm-hmm uh there's amiibo for noah and miro wow i wrote amoeba in my notes uh <laughs> from xenoblade chronicles 3 and yep. the last one they announced is sora Yay. from super smash brothers completing the roster of amiibo for that game oh end of an era yeah wow smash bros came out a while ago yeah, I don't think we're going to see a new one for a long time. Um, but yeah, I'll, I will be pre-ordering so I'll probably be pre-ordering two Soras so I can keep one in the box and take one out of the box. Which is cringy. But I love Kingdom Hearts. Um, I don't think I've actually bought the DLC for him in the game yet which is a bit weird. But hey, I like Amiibos, I like toys. Um, yay. <laughs> And by what you've told me and other what other people have told me as well, these are the kinds of things that you should pre-order because if you don't, you will not get one. Yeah. So I've bookmarked... Uh, let me start again. I've bookmarked the Nintendo Amiibo storefront so I can... When these things happen, I refresh because they don't actually alert you to when they pop up either. So it's usually word of mouth. Um, I was very lucky to get the Sephiroth one when I did. Um, and some of them get re like issued and reprinted um and some of them don't sell out but a lot of them do so if you if you're like hmm, maybe i should get this and just pre-order it <laughs> um and try and get it directly from whatever nintendo um online shop is for your region because amazon have been like selling them for like twice sometimes three times the price lately um even i thought it was like a third party thing no it's just amazon being reselling so-and-so's um don't want to be sweary um so yeah, try and get it directly from Nintendo because they sell them at the actual retail price, which for us is like £12, depending on which one you get, which is pretty that's pretty good for what you get. Um, yeah. That's my amiibo tip for the day. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the past. Uh, man, remember F-Zero? <laughs> uh, there's a new F-Zero game coming out, sort of. Hmm. Uh, it is a F-Zero Battle Royale racing game uh, with like the tracks from the original one uh, and graphics to match. It's called F-Zero 99. Uh, Battle Royale racing game. I don't know if that's ever been done before. You, mm, I swear that it has, but then I can't remember an actual game off the top of my head. It's a clever idea. Yeah. 
Uh, how it works basically is you have a power meter that if you bump into the railings or into other vehicles, you lose some power. And if you lose all your power, you're out. You have failed the battle royal aspect. Um, you can also use a little bit of your power for a boost and you can collect little energy orbs. And if you have enough of them, you can like jump up to an upper track where there are no other racers and sort of get ahead a little bit. So there is some element of strategy beyond just race good. Uh, and it's exclusive to Nintendo Switch Online users, which makes sense because you have to play it online. Uh, it also apparently supports the Super Nintendo controller that you can buy for the Switch. So that's cool. Does Mario 99 still exist? Did they shut that down? No, they they that had like a limited... Um, release which is a bit annoying because it was actually pretty fun yeah they didn't say anything along those lines for this no I think that's because Mario 1 was during the 35th anniversary yeah that's also when they brought out the like three game collection yep. only for a limited amount of time still mad about that sometimes because <laughs> like I didn't wanna buy it oh I did but I did yeah <laughs> cause I had such massive FOMO about it yeah and you can still get it everywhere like for the same price not from Nintendo but it's yeah it didn't sell out everywhere like I thought it would um, and maybe like they were hoping <laughs> but yeah so we don't know if the F-Zero 99 is gonna be a limited thing like Mario 99 was No, I imagine it technically is gonna be just because of this unless it gets like a lot of support i can imagine this being one of those battle royales it's like really popular for shot in the dark say like five weeks it's gonna hit it's like peak of player base like three weeks in and then slowly taper off until yeah. not enough people are playing it anymore that nintendo is like yeah don't really feel like paying for the servers for this anymore you know yeah, it definitely feels like a, a feeler to see if people are interested in the IP still. Because it's been a yeah. very long time since there was an F-Zero like game. Like, it's one of the running jokes where they're just, Nintendo have just, like, forgotten about it. Which obviously they haven't. Um, but it doesn't get the same, like, love and attention as other Nintendo IPs do. Um, yeah. I mean, I mostly know F-Zero from, like, Smash Brothers rather from the actual That's how I learned himself. it existed. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Captain Falcon main, have <laughs> been since the original. Uh, genuinely didn't know what F-Zero was no, when I started yeah. playing Captain Falcon. Neither did I when the first Smash Bros. came out. In fact, the the music, which is really iconic, it doesn't make me think of F-Zero. It just makes me think of Super Smash Bros. and the GameCube. Um, but... Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to play this. Spoilers, this is what I'm going to be playing next. But um, yeah, it just looks fun. Uh, next, we have... We talked a little bit about MOBAs. Uh, and these two are not, are not MOBAs, but they are both set in the world of League of Legends, which has been getting a lot of, like, not MOBA support... <laughs> in the past couple of years there was the mm -hmm. netflix show arcane there's the card game which whose name runeterra 
Oh. Uh, there was also like a battle chess thing that that got quite popular with it and Dota Two. Uh, and yeah, we have Bandle Tale and Song of Nunu. Bandle Tale is a farm sim. Another farm sim. Uh, okay, I I. That sounds a little more dismissive than than I'm intending. It's just there's so many nowadays, you know. Yeah. We've talked about it even on the podcast before. Like, at some point, we have to hit peak farm sim. I think we passed we, up. we have already hit yeah. peak farm sim enough that there's one in this Nintendo Direct that we're probably just not even going to mention <laughs> very much. Um, yeah, Bandletail, Farm Sim, and Song of Nunu. It's a some sort of like action adventure platformer game. It looked quite interesting, to be honest. I really dug the art style, and yeah, it, it, it it's about like the story between two characters that know each other, and I don't know. It 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 sort of depends on if it's gonna be like approachable as someone who knows basically nothing about league of legends it might i i tend to ignore right products apart from arcane because it was really good um just because riot have a really bad like you know <laughs> yep uh right it's gonna be right so i tend to just not give these things time of day but i yeah, they probably are designed to be accessible if you haven't played League. I I wouldn't recommend playing League anyway, to be honest. <laughs> no, I I was given the opportunity once at like a a LAN party of some kind, and I politely declined. <laughs> it 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 does have like League of Legends more than most online games. I think has a really bad reputation for having an incredible incredibly toxic fan base yeah and that has put me off of it even before all the horrible stories about riot came out same <laughs> i will say i haven't actually played it but rune terra does look like a genuinely very good card game and also as a like digital card game client it is one of the least greedy i've ever seen oh. it, it it does have genuinely i think the most complete like free-to-play experience where you can accomplish a lot and not have to spend any money on it for what it's worth that's not super relevant here but uh, whatever <laughs> um from very long games to very short games it's warioware move it uh a game designed explicitly for uh you strike different poses with the Joy-Cons and then you have to like imitate the movements of the things in the micro games with the pose. It it kind of reminds me of like one two switch, the like party game mm -hmm. that it launched with. Yeah. I I I have very little experience playing WarioWare, but I'm so glad it exists as a franchise because it's just so funny. It's great. The best one, or my favorite one, is still the the Game Boy Advance one. But I have so many oh, fun memories. Oh, was that the one the... that had like hmm? the the big like weird cart? 
The cart? Uh, like game cart. Like there was like an attachment oh. or something that gave it like gyro controls. That mm, I don't shake think it. So. Oh no, the first one was just called WarioWare. I'm pretty sure. That might have been the sequel. There's so many. I get very confused between them all. But yeah, it looks uh, it looks really fun. I don't know if I'd get it, but it it looks like a really really good party game. And the the one thing about motion controls that is very nice is it is reasonably intuitive. Like it may not be like something people think about very often in the sense of you move your hands to control the game but a something like this like for someone who doesn't play a lot of video games you literally just tell them hold this and mm -hmm. strike the pose you see on the screen you don't have to worry about like button layouts and all that stuff mm -hmm. might be a good um christmas party game oh yeah yeah because i try and bring mario party super superstar the most recent one to um to my in-laws house and uh even though they're both like gamers of some sorts there's still so many moments of like what button do i press what am i doing like classic parents things so this mm. might be like a good one to 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 bring out and you know one that's a bit more simpler to get everyone's head around uh, I believe WarioWare Twisted is the one I was thinking of, by the way. Ah. Yes, it's the second game ah, okay. in the WarioWare series. Yes. Uh, it. Yeah, it comes with a gyro sensor. That one's November 3rd, by the way. Uh, oh, yes, to go back, uh, Song of Nunu, A League of Legends Story is November 1st. And Bandle Tale, A League of Legends story is vaguely 2024. We don't have anything beyond that. Okay, I'm going to do my best here because this is not a real word. Uh, <laughs> Iudin Chronicles, 100 Heroes. It's a tactical RPG where you can recruit up to 100 heroes. There's like a core cast of three or four and then every hero you find has like their own motivation and backstory and there is sort of a fire emblem aspect to it in the sense that there seems to be some sort of relationship system not necessarily romantic just like they have to learn to get along first april 23rd 2024 wow <laughs> 100 heroes that's got to be hard to write for you know I, I genuinely do wonder how like deep the motivations and backstories are going to be if there's this many playable characters. Anyway, um, Sir previously mentioned, as we might not talk about this, uh, there's new paid DLC for a farm sim named Eastward that I discovered today exists <laughs> uh, called Octopia, and it's coming this winter. Moving on. Uh, Wargroove 2. Now, okay, I did this as, as a bit last time, sort of, but is this a rhythm game? I, I don't actually know. I have not played Wargroove 1, so I couldn't tell you. 
Because with the name Groove, it, it sounds like it would be a rhythm game, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Wargroove 2 is a sequel to Wargroove 1. That is generally how that works. Um, uh, it's got a new ro- race of mouse folk, which is like the first thing they mentioned about it. Uh, and it's getting a bunch of new modes. Okay, this is just a turn-based tactics game, apparently. Ah, okay. Another Fire emblem kind of game. Uh, yep, that one's coming. Um, October. Oh, good. Another game in October. <laughs> uh, October 5th. Just in case you don't have enough to play in October already. Boy, do I have some bad news for you. Uh, also coming in October, on October 26th, is a Switch release for Dave the Diver, a game yeah. that is already out on other systems and is supposed to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it myself, but I, like I said, I, I've hear, I hear it's supposed to be very good. Um, all right, we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the final wave of the Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass is coming out in the winter. Um, on October 6th, um, it's also getting a physical version with some goodies in it. It's got like stickers and what looked like postcards. It only flashed on screen for a couple seconds, so it didn't mm. get a super close look. But there's like a proper box and it has like physical stuff inside, as well as, I hope, the actual like a code for the dlc oh Uh, yeah that would help uh, there there have been a couple of collector's editions that didn't actually contain the game i know that annoys me so much (laughs) especially as a collector um uh and we're getting new characters and some new courses Uh, diddy kong funky kong peachette and toadette rosalina pauline Pauline. Yeah. Pauline. And some new tracks. I haven't played Mario Kart 8 in a very long time. It is very good. Uh, but I didn't buy the booster course pass. And I just don't have a lot of people to play it with. Mario Kart 8 is one of those games that brings out like the worst in me. <laughs> Or Mario Kart in general. Like, I'm generally not an especially competitive person, except when it comes to Mario Kart. I know this about myself. Yeah. I become a real jerk when I'm playing Mario Kart. Yeah, uh, same. It's one of the only games that I know that I can beat everybody I know in. <laughs> so I turn into, like, a monster whenever we play Mario Kart. But, you know, that's just, that's just, every, you know. It is what it is. It's not as bad as Mario Party, where people just turn into, like, cretins. <laughs> <laughs> or Dogapon Kingdom, which is also on the Switch, that is literally, like, I've heard actual friendships ending over that game. Um, wow. But, yeah, I've got, I have the um, NSO expansion pack, but I haven't played all the um, Mario Kart DLC yet. Because Mario Kart's not, it's not a game that you, it's a game you take out occasionally. It's not like you're not, no one's playing it die hard. Well, maybe they are. Maybe someone is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. 
And then the final announcement mm. was a big one. Yeah. A remake of Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door coming next year to Nintendo Switch. I've never played this game. It is one of the big ones where I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I could have played this game. Because literally everyone I've talked to about this game says it's amazing. Yes. And also, an original copy is incredibly expensive. So this is like more than this is good <laughs> I, th- I think right now on ebay if you want a gamecube copy of this it's 200 pounds at least what uh, which is almost the price of an actual switch <laughs> yeah so um and it's it's been expensive for a while so this is gonna actually make it accessible for a lot of people which is fantastic uh and yeah it's 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 a really good rpg um it's actually kind of funny because i just realized that like this is coming super mario rpg is getting a remake where's the mario and luigi remakes hmm well that was on the 3ds unfortunately they already yeah. did that one yeah no. but they could do like a big collection with all of them <laughs> that's what i want but no this is still good this is great um people have been wanting this for ages um so perfect a perfect thing to have at the end to be honest yeah and who would have thought that making things accessible to more modern people by re-releasing a version of it would be a good idea i <laughs> you know it i'm going to get on my high horse a little bit about this this is a lesson that wizards of the coast should learn <laughs> I'm a Magic the Gathering fan, which has been an increasingly difficult thing to be in the past couple of years. Uh, And there's a thing called the reserved list, a list of cards they're never going to reprint in a way that you're allowed to play them in tournaments. Some of those cards are worth more than (laughs) $1,000. Some of them are worth like six digits. Uh... Yeah. Get rid of the reserved list, you cowards, and <laughs> do the equivalent of remaking Mario Paper Mario in the Thousand Year Door. I know because that means more people get to play it. It becomes more accessible, just like you said. And it's not often Nintendo is like the shining example of this happening. <laughs> it's usually the opposite. Yeah. No, I, I'm super excited. This is definitely a, like, maybe not day one, day one, but definitely very early pickup for me. I've been mm. wanting to play this game forever, and now I finally can without destroying my wallet. <laughs> I'd also have to get a GameCube as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're as bad. Or maybe they are now. Everything. It. All old consoles are expensive now, which is really annoying. I still have mine, luckily. So, yeah, after a svelte hour and a half of news, because, as we mentioned, Nintendo just decided to drop a direct on us the literal that happened the literal day we were going to record. Um, we're kind of out of time for today, so... Uh, we have been playing some games. 
we will continue to play those games uh, <laughs> and talk about them probably next time. Speaking of what's happening next time, Rosalie, what are you going to be playing in the intervening time between today and our next recording? I am going to be giving the F-099 a go because I'm really curious and it looks fun. And I'm going to be playing the RPG Sea of Stars that Ooh, takes inspiration. that one looks really good. Yeah, it takes inspiration from like Breath of Fire, which I am a huge fan of, and Chrono Trigger, and I'm about 12 hours in right now and I'm really enjoying it. So I, I hopefully I'll finish it by next recording. Um, I might not, but, but yeah, I am very, very excited to keep playing it. And uh, the first half of the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC came out yesterday. Uh, I've been playing, I played it a little bit so far. I'm not super far into it yet. And so I'm going to be playing that and hopefully have it finished for next time. Hey everybody, it's Hilka coming to you from the far off future of the day after the podcast recording. I just wanted to thank you all for listening to this episode of Enfocus. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please leave us a review on iTunes. It's one of the main things that really helps us get noticed. Uh, you can listen and subscribe on Spotify and whatever podcast services you want, except Stitcher. That one doesn't exist anymore, so be sure to delete that one off your phones. Uh, also, be sure to check out our sister show, Game Podular Unfocused. I'm also on that one. We talk about whatever games we want, not limited to Nintendo or any other consoles. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and at GamePodular.com for updates, news, and other content. Links to all of our socials can be found on our link tree. If you want to support our shows a little bit financially, uh, you can buy us a coffee or you can join our Patreon and become a patron. Uh, the details for both are on our website. Thank you very much. Uh, this episode was edited by me. Hey, it's me, Hilka. And you can follow me at Gear12 underscore Turbo on Twitter, or more preferably at, at Gear12Turbo at kind.social on Mastodon. I was joined today by Rosalie, who you can find at, at LIL Record Girl on Twitter. Have a good one.